0: This Acecast download is brought to you by LinkSoul. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com from baseball's top personalities. The Hall of Famer, one of the great TV broadcasters, Bob Costas is here on A's Cast Live. To the A's legendary players. Five-time Major League Baseball home run champ, Mark McGuire, is with us here. You never know
1: what stories you're going to hear. You're about her lunch and run with our shirts off. <laughs> <laughs> you would say. This is A's Unfiltered yeah. with Chris Townsend.
0: We have a special edition of A's Unfiltered for you, A's fans. As in Nashville, we hooked up with some former A's. These guys are really special to the fan base. They're really special to us here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live. We're going to hear from the great A's Hall of Famer, Dave Stewart, one of the great coaches in A's history, Ron Washington, and the general manager of the Philadelphia Phillies and former A's outfielder, Sam Fold. But we'll start with the man who is a three-time World Series champion, one of the all-time great A's pitchers, A's player, and one of the great men I have ever worked with. Here is Dave Stewart. I was telling the audience, you know, when you, when you do, you know, we've done so much TV together and we spend all that time, and you know, I've gotten to see so much and we've talked about so much. It it wasn't till we landed and I got to really see Nashville over the weekend that I went. This is what Dave was talking about. I was on the rooftop bar of Luke Bryan's place and I'm looking down and I'm seeing everything. And I'm like, Stu was right. This place
2: is incredible. It's an unbelievable place. Uh, You are, you are here on the weekend, uh, which through the weekend, um, I don't know that you'll find a more busier place. Maybe Las Vegas could compare, I think maybe years ago. Um, I don't think that Las Vegas is at this level anymore um there's people that are coming here from all over the place you've got uh bachelorette parties and you've just got people that just want to see the city um and embrace the 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 culture the music the food um that's what the city is about everywhere you go there's music everywhere like
0: every single Every single restaurant bar has been built up now. So at every level that you go to in one place, they'll have somebody performing. The food is unbelievable. There's more cranes in downtown building. Um, It's true economic growth. You're seeing a city, we talk unfortunately so much about cities on the decline.
2: This is a city in our country that is on the up. There's no doubt about it. Um, And and all you have to do is just look look, look towards the sky and do a 360 and you'll see all of the cranes, the buildings that are coming up, the growth of the city is apparent uh, just by being in a downtown area and, and looking at all of the the, the uh, construction that, that that's taking place.
0: Where are we right now with with the Nashville stars, Nashville
2: stars, the baseball? Yeah, um, you know, we're, we're still in a wait mode. Um, Major League Baseball's got some things that they have to do. Um, and Oakland is a part of that, even though there was unanimous vote to uh, move to Las Vegas. there's still some some stones that haven't been uh, turned over yet um, in that um, and then you know in Tampa, you've got uh two potential sites, but no real site that's been decided yet and um so that's got to be taken care of and and the commissioner was always very clear that major league baseball will not move forward with expansion until those two cities are taken care of.
0: Are we closer? I mean, obviously with the A's, we know the situation there, are we potentially closer
2: with Tampa? You know, I, I his initial, and when I say his, uh, the commissioner's initial initiative was to try to have some closure on that by the end of the year. I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, and so we just have to, we're in a wait and see. Um, but, but in terms of closer, I mean, we're closer in the fact that at least we know that they do have two potential sites to, to build a stadium. Um, and that's a good thing. Um, it's just a matter of settling on that and moving it forward.
0: Well, your site is already chosen. You're pretty much, I mean, from what I've learned and I'll let you talk about it, you guys are buttoned up on the minute they say go, you're ready to go.
2: We are, um, our, our our place of preference um, is the, the North Nashville area. We're looking very, very closely at, uh, Tennessee state university. And um, some land that is directly across, um, from the university. It's right off the Cumberland river. There's 200 acres there that we can actually do something really nice, uh, in the community, uh, build a community, um, enhance the area. There are four HBCUs, including TSU, American Baptist, Fisk, Meharry, and um, um, are the are the universities that are there, and so um, it's an area. It's Jefferson Street. It's the original um, Music City uh, began there with the musicians and entertainers. They were all there, and um, the area is quite different now um, from uh, you know back in those days. But we we hope that we can enhance that area and bring it back to what it used to be.
0: And I know you're very proud of the uh, minority ownership owning a major league baseball team.
2: It'll be you know first. Um, but you know we're we're focused on that, but we're focused on the the, the whole picture. It's minority ownership, uh, diverse ownership. Um, that is the the theme of the day. I think Major League Baseball is trying to grow the game, and that is part of their initiative. Uh, you know, last year we had the first HBCU All Star game at the All Star game in Seattle um next year um in 2024 they're honor willie mays with the negro league initiative in mobile alabama and so major league baseball is moving in that direction they're trying to grow the game trying to get more afro-american patronage at baseball games both with the adults and youth and um we think that we fit in that scheme of things and we believe that we can help um, in a lot of different ways uh baseball as well as universally and part of your
0: project is actually to help rebuild part of Tennessee state, correct? Well,
2: um, you know, they've got, they've got a, they've got a, what's getting to be a very, very good football program. Uh, Eddie George is the football coach. there. Um, great running back for the Titans here. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, and so Eddie George is running back there. I mean, is the, the uh, coach there, they've been playing football at the Titan stadium. <clears throat> and so we'd, we'd like to, we'd like to, be able to do a stadium for them. They have a hockey program now, and so we'd like to, you know, be able to make a multi-use of their basketball facility, um, and also make it a facility that they can play hockey at. T- and then, Tennessee State <laughs> has hockey. That's right. We got <laughs> hockey. Believe oh it right, snow around here was less time. See snow around here. <laughs> yeah. and so you know, we 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 really just—it's a hundred-year-old university, um—and there's a lot that's needed. More importantly, you know, we want to give value to the educational piece of it as well as the entertainment and bring that college uh, back to what it was and what it should be um, as one of the oldest HBCUs in the country.
0: Now, it's it's I mean, everything is just a great story. It's absolutely a great story. And I can't wait because the commissioner will talk here at the meetings. And since we are in Nashville I'm sure a lot of the local media is going to ask some questions. I think we're going to have a, we have the commissioner talking about this quite a bit.
2: Well, I mean, he, he's going to definitely talk about, you know, baseball in Nashville for sure. Um, whether he brings up the name, the Nashville stars, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I've had uh, ongoing conversations with him. I've had conversations with the Lieutenant. They are aware of all of the work that's been put in and what we're doing here in Nashville, um, you know, We want to be partners with MLB and how we put this thing together um, so that when we do it the first time, we do it right. No doubt. And
0: I know your heart was in making things
2: work in Oakland.
0: Didn't work out with you and the city council. It just, it is what it is.
2: It is. Um, And, you know, unfortunate for me, unfortunate for them, um, you know, that's my hometown. Um, And one of the things that they questioned, one, was my connection to the community, which you know, I've always told you, Tony, that I, I clearly don't understand that. And the only way that that could be said if if people were being, if the representatives of the council, um, weren't from, from uh, Oakland, California. That's the only way that that could possibly happen. When,
0: when you say that, that hurts me, and, and I can't imagine what with that as a guy that's born and raised and everything you did in your life, especially as a as a player when you truly had that platform to help people you don't win the roberto Clemente award if you're not somebody who's all about helping others i mean it's legendary stories after the earthquake what you did to have the <clears throat> oakland city council say you're not oakland enough is that uh, it's beyond me
2: i mean there was clearly a, 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 a not very much knowledge i'll call it ignorance of exactly what what my meaning in the community was and what it has been over the years um and you know, another piece of this, and you know, it's it's, it's a maybe, but you know, when we talked about um, the Coliseum property and, and being able, you heard repeatedly the A's say that being able to do a development at the Coliseum would have been a poss- would have given them a possibility to help with the funding at Howard Terminal. Um, but part of that, and this was ongoing, um, and the, the council, um, this was one of their requests is that the A's would have a relationship with whoever the other party was and that relationship was already built in and they still voted against it and to this day nothing's happened with that property and the a's are now in las vegas and so that could have been a, a you know it could have been a strong possibility with that happening that the a's would still be a part of the the community so um there were there were there were missed opportunities in a lot of ways um you know I, my 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 thing has always been similar to what has been in baseball. If I got a bad start, I'm going to turn the page and get ready in four or five days and, and, and get ready for that next start. And this was turning the page. I, you know, came here to Nashville. It's uh, it's a great city. Um, I've been welcomed here. Um, the opportunity to do exactly what I was going to do in Oakland is happening here, with the exception of baseball. Um, baseball, we believe is going to happen here still in twenty eight or twenty nine. Um, but, I mean, overall, we we get an opportunity to really do something great for the community.
0: Yeah, and the community is thriving. There is no question about yeah. it. Um, and I just said, hey, people got to get to fantasy camp because I don't know how many more fantasy. I mean, you got a <laughs> lot going on here. I don't know how many. This might be the last hurrah for you of fantasy you camp. Know, you got to get in now.
2: You know, I've been leaning towards it anyway, Tony, of uh, 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 this being my last one, but not because of baseball related in Nashville. It's just I'm going to be 67 years old. (laughs) So so when you start looking at the numbers. Dave Stewart's not allowed to get older. You're supposed (laughs) to always be a 20-game winner. When you start looking at the numbers and you start clicking (laughs) that calendar, and then when you start getting up in the morning, especially at those fantasy camps, I start feeling like some of the fantasy campers, whereas before I felt like I was an athlete. I'm starting to feel like the fantasy (laughs) campers now. and I might have to start spending some time in the training room. So before that happens, I got to call it retirement. <laughs> oh, man. But that's why
0: I get in because he is going to be there this year at Fantasy Camp. We will all be there. Make sure that you're there. Um, we've had some talks. I don't know if we've done this on air or not, but with all the talk with Shoei Otani going on, you have such a great perspective as a former agent, as a former general manager. But I think as a former Toronto Blue Jay, as someone was assistant GM for the Blue Jays and as a player who won a World Series with the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't know if we've talked about this on the air or not. You loved living in Toronto. You loved it. And, you know, all this time leading up before then, everybody talked about, well, it's the Dodgers are the team, and can San Francisco come in or Seattle? Or what about the big boys in the East, the Yankees, the Mets, maybe the Red Sox, you know, throwing the Chicago Cubs, you know, all these different teams. You know, the Blue Jays really weren't talked about. But then I thought about, you know, knowing what we've talked about, how much you love living there, what a great international city. He is an international star. And I've been talking about Stu, like, he's like Tom Cruise. Like, you 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 want the movie to be a success, you want to make a lot of money, you put Tom Cruise in the movie, you're going to make a lot of money. Domestically, you're going to make a lot of movie, a lot of money internationally. When you have that kind of star, he's different from regular players because you're going to make a lot of money on him internationally what do you think what you know about toronto what do you think about that for
2: otani i think it's a great city um there's a there's a large asian population but the, the truth is um there's a large population of everything in toronto it's 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 a it's a very very diverse population of people um and they embrace um being canadians one um, but two, they embrace baseball. Um, there have been uh, championships there, and you know, I, I'd be remiss uh, without saying, um, deeply saddened that uh, Cito Gaston wasn't inducted into the Hall of Fame. a Great manager for that team, back-to-back championships, and so there's there's a growing history of baseball in that community. Um, they're a great young team, uh, one of the best young teams I think playing baseball at this time. Um, and I, I think he's a great fit for that city, a great fit for that town, um, a great fit um, still continuing in the game of baseball. I mean, he's he's just great. There's nothing that that doesn't fit for Otani in Toronto, Ontario. You get the whole country. I mean, it's already like he's made his mark here in the United
0: States. He already dominates Asia. Now you get the whole country of mm-hmm. Canada. I mean, it's like it's
2: it now makes sense. It's just unbelievable. If they can pull it off, um, I think that it would be a tremendous, uh, tremendous grab for Toronto, and for the for the country, um, and and once again, Otani will now carry himself into a, a different, a different, a different place, a different different atmosphere. He's already in rare air um, when it comes to the game of baseball. Unfortunately, he won't pitch next year, um, but he's still a tremendous hitter and a, a great offensive player. And then uh, once he's able to uh, to pitch, um, I, I think it's just going to be tremendous. So you are representing the A's today to try and get the number
0: one pick in the draft. Yes. We brought in the big hitter, <laughs> Dave Stewart. We
2: brought in the we brought in the big guns to bring in the number one pick. That's a lot of pressure, Stu. Hey, man, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I just told him, man, I've been lucky all my life so if this doesn't happen if we don't get the number one pick today don't blame it on me blame it on the move to vegas <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't put it on me are you excited about this it's gonna be fun ex- right i am
2: excited uh when i got the call and was asked to to be a part of this i mean i didn't know exactly what it was gonna be and then i started hearing more that it's a it's the lottery and i'm saying you know first i was thinking rule five Drive. why would you have me come here and and pick you a major league player from, for the rule five draft. And then, um, then it became more apparent that it was about the lottery and I'm really excited about it. Um, I feel very, very strongly that um, we'll be able to pull off this number one pick. Um, <laughs> we were talking about uh, there hasn't been a number one, a number one, number one since Rick Mundy, the first draft. And so um, I'm, I'm excited about the, the opportunity to, to, Hopefully uh put a number one pick in, in our in our sights for the upcoming year.
0: Well, as a former GM, you know how big that number one pick is. So it's yeah. uh it's really big. But uh, you know, I I've said to you before, you know, I've been very fortunate in my life and my career to do a lot of things. But one of the things that's been one of the highlights of my career is doing television with you and sitting down and watching the games and learning from you and just picking your brain about all the things about the game and about life and about business. We talk a lot about business. And, you know, it was when I first got here on Saturday and then Sunday going to the NFL game. And I'm just like, everything you talked about was right in front of me. I was like, I see, I see your vision. I see this town. I see the growth, Uh, what you're doing here. I can't wait to see. It's going to be spectacular. It's going to like immediately be one of the best spots one of the best you know we talk about <clears throat> we're the best trips in baseball mm-hmm. it's immediately going to be the biggest hit in baseball you know, people
2: have already talked about you know nashville and players have voted this uh, the number one place that they they'd, they'd want to play um but to really grasp and understand what this city is about you have to spend some time here you won't meet better people um walk in the streets um there's great food here. I can't say better food because I would be sliding my, my mom's hometown, New Orleans, um, but there's great food here. Um, there's entertainment, even in the airport. I don't know if when you came in that you, you there was uh, there were musicians that played throughout yes. the airport. Yeah. And so you, music everywhere. So if uh, if you miss your flight, don't be offended that you missed it. Just get another one. Right. But sit down, have a drink. Have some food and listen to great music, even at the airport. It's just an unbelievable place to be. Yeah,
0: the barbecue barbecue here is amazing, Stu. You're gonna make you're gonna have to make sure you're getting your workouts in.
2: Oh, without a doubt.
0: Because like, I was uh, like, when I got brisket and I got ribs, I mean, it's like every meal. I'm like, man, I can,
2: you know, Tony, I can put
0: up some weight quickly Tony, in this spot. Tony,
2: you got that frame where, man, you can you can eat. You've got your your metabolism runs enough that you can eat as much as you want to and burn it. Brother, remember I just told you I'm gonna be 67. I can't afford to eat like that anymore. Do you know me,
0: hush puppies? I can whip. <laughs> I was woofing down hush puppies. I'm like more, more, more. <laughs> All right, I've seen it. I believe it. I'm so happy for you. I, w- I want it to happen now. I know it's patience. It's take time. But thank you for stopping by. We know how big this this event being here is big for you and, and your group. And uh, just having you on is always an honor.
2: Man, I appreciate you having me.
0: Well, I can tell you, for Ace fans, the best story of the offseason is this man being manager again, even if it's the Angels. <laughs> we are so around Washington with us here once again on A's Cast Live. You know, I, I mean, everybody knows what, what, what Oakland means to you. The fan base has loved you as much as any coach they've ever had. Uh, what you've meant to all of us in our careers and to get this opportunity again, I, we're all just we're thrilled. We're absolutely thrilled for you.
1: Well, I'm excited. Um, I've always wanted this opportunity again to lead again because I know I'm, I'm able and um, you know what they say God gives you what you need when you need it, not when you want it. Um, it's been about eight or nine years since I last was in the manager seat. And I guess that's what the time it took to get back. And I'm ready for it again. You never stopped. No, I never stopped. You never
0: stopped. After Texas, you never stopped. The work never stopped. And as you said, uh, the Lord brings it to you when you need it. You never stopped. A- a- and you got it again. And it's because nothing was going to deter you from it. And you always said it was, there was nothing that was going to stop you fr- from getting
1: this again. Well, it's about making a difference. Uh, it's about teaching, which the game um certainly need more than any time it ever needed it because uh the the baseball players now are young, and um you know you have to teach you you usually do that in the minor leagues, but now you got to do it at the at the major league, and uh, I've always been a teacher and um and I'm ready for this opportunity and a challenge,
0: yeah, a leader of men there's no question about that, <laughs> and that has to excite you that yeah, uh, It's going to be it, – it'll be interesting. I mean, a lot right now is happening, obviously, with this offseason mm-hmm. with Otani. A lot of talk about Otani. Um, but then after that, whether he stays or whether he goes, it, it's a new start. So just kind of talk about what you know about the team right now and what you're going to have with or without Shohei Otani.
1: Well, what I know about the team is we have some talent. Um, we have quite a few young pitchers that have to continue to grow uh, We've got a, quite a few young players that have to continue to grow. So with that, what mode do that put you in? It puts you in a teaching mode. Um, I put a, a, a staff together that love to teach the same way I love to teach, and um, we just can't wait to get to spring training and um, start teaching baseball. Um, I'm not taking anything away from what the guys know, but there is a lot under the title of baseball that uh, I want them to gather and be able to hold on to uh, for the rest of their lives. Um, That's what we're doing. Uh, We're teaching baseball so it can stick with you for the rest of your life. And then we we hit the field, and we start putting things together um, the way you have to put things together to sustain. Um, And that's what the game of baseball about, is consistency and sustainability. And that's what our vision is, to get out there and get consistent and sustain. And I do feel like we got the players to do that, you know, and, and through the process before the season start, we're going to add some players um, and then see where it goes from there. But uh, I'm very happy and very excited about what I see in this organization. It's just a matter of them growing and learning and being consistent.
0: You know, Derek Shelton, the manager of the Pirates, was just here. We were talking about Andrew McCutcheon and how Andrew McCutcheon at his age as a veteran brought it every single day. It meant so much. And then I started talking about, you know, with Marcus Simeon and what Marcus Simeon meant when Marcus Simeon is out there playing every day out there before everybody else working hard, it makes everybody in that clubhouse, hey, stop playing cards, stop playing video games. If Marcus Simeon's down there taking ground balls and getting ready with you, you guys better be doing the same. That kind of approach to a team, what does it mean when you can get some buy-in from the top players and, hey, let's stop sitting here messing around, let's go out and work because you can't cheat your way to success.
1: No, you can't. you got to work at it. That's why I say we, we want leaders. Uh, I want 26 leaders if, if that's what the roster is going to be. And the other, 40, the other 14 that's down in the minor leagues, uh, they have to be available too because you win with the total. You don't just win with what you start with. And the leadership parts start with me and my coaching staff and then Mike and Rondon. And, and, and it just keep filtering down um, so you have accountability throughout. the the whole organization, and that's where we're trying to get. So, um, I mean, we're looking forward to that. Um, And we're ready for every challenge. We're not going to back down at all. We will come and bring our game every single day.
0: What was that first conversation like with Mike Trout?
1: It was – he was overjoyed. Yeah. I mean, he was very thrilled. I mean, he's played against you for years. Yes, and, um, you know, he's excited uh, that – You know, we we have an opportunity now to start anew because what's happened in the past, um, we can't concern ourselves with. We just got to learn from it. And if you go past what happened the past few years in in Anaheim, Anaheim was the standard. So we're going to look when there was the standard. We're not going to look when things wasn't at their best. We can't make excuses because we got a chance to change it. And that's where we're going to be. We're going to change it. So, And that's where Mike is. And we just got to keep him in that mode right there. And if we can keep him in that mode, he will get followers. And when he gets followers, we get stronger.
0: No doubt. And when you so, talk about learning from the past, from the time that you were the manager of the Texas Rangers, there had to be, like, if I get this job again, I will do something. I will do – whether it's change this, enhance this, whatever – Have you thought about that from that conversation you probably had with yourself now that you've got that job again? Do you remember what you said to yourself? You would change or enhance or something that you would do if you got this opportunity again?
1: Well, when you talk about the game of baseball, it's consistently about adjusting and readjusting. I'll adjust as I go along. Um, I know what I expect out of the game of baseball, and we can prepare ourselves to do that. But as far as my trying to make up something that we're going to do, First of all, we're going to make sure that we have a foundation. That's the fundamentals. We're going to make sure our work ethic reached the level it should to sustain. And then as things happen, we adjust and readjust. That's baseball. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm going to invent something that's going to make things different than what the game asks you to do. We're going to be ready to do whatever the game asks us to do. And that's the only thing I got on my mind, us being ready to do what the game asks us to do. When we go between those lines and we'll adjust and readjust as we go along
0: pick up the ball throw the ball don't make mistakes run the bases that's right you know play side, and that's one simplicity thing. you know what i want to say i want to <laughs> see some running i want because we've talked about it in the past it yeah. was one of the things that with your Atlanta teams when you're with Atlanta, is like you guys have the ability to do everything it just wasn't one thing. It just wasn't home runs. And no. I mean, Acuna. I mean, you guys could run it. You could run people out the building. That's what I, I'm expecting to see. I'm expecting to see it all. The entire playbook.
1: That's right. Baseball and everything underneath it. And we're not going to pick and choose. We're going to be ready to do everything that baseball require that you have to do on a daily basis to be successful. And that's how you be successful. Being able to answer baseball when it throws something at you between those lines. And we're going to be Definitely prepared for that.
0: What was it like when you started getting all the phone calls from people that you've been in this business with for a long, long time? I'm sure there were some A's people who threw some text. And so I know we did, but I think about people that you've been in uniform with, people that you've known for a long time that care a lot about you. What was that like when you started seeing the phone and those phone calls and those texts?
1: Well, it was love. Um, Inside the clubhouse, we talk about love all the time. And I'm not talking about smooching. Yeah. But I'm talking about caring about each other, helping each other along the way. Um f- feeling the, the, the bad feelings that maybe one of your teammates might have. Taking on some of the pressure and allow him to catch his breath. Those are the type of things I felt when I saw all the texts I got. Total love. No negativity. You know, no matter what you go through in life there will be some negativity, but it was all positive. It was all pats on the back for the opportunity that I have to lead again, because I think all the people that text me and all the people that call me knew that I wanted to manage again. Yeah. And the Los Angeles Angels gave me that opportunity, and I'm so excited about it, and I just can't wait to lead again along with my staff and the players, and everyone that's involved with the Los Angeles Angels, the fans that come in the stands, the ticket takers, the popcorn sellers. I mean, everybody. Yeah. Because uh, that's power and strength.
0: I, 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 I'm i I'm so looking forward to it, to seeing you in Oakland and to seeing you manage again. And we're so happy for you. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time because I know it's late here on day one of the winter meetings, and you made it special. This is a special thing. He didn't have to do this. <laughs> he made it a special thing to come over and talk to you. The A's fans, because how much, I mean, think about all the years you did A's radio. The radio shows with Robert Blahn. Yeah. You think about all the time that you've been on, Ken Korak, everybody that's still there, everything that you've given to us, all those years. I remember doing pregame interviews with you years ago when I was on KNBR on the Giant Station. I mean, you go way (laughs) back with all of us. I think that's why I think there's a lot of love coming from the Bay Area, because you touched all of us, and we know what kind of baseball, we know what kind of man you are and what kind of baseball guy you are, and, and I can't wait to see what you do because I know you're going to put everything you got into it.
1: Well, you know, I'm only one entity in it, but we need everybody uh, to be involved. And the more people that can be involved and the more people that believe and the more people that do the work to make that belief a reality, then the Los Angeles Angels baseball team will be the reality that we all want, an entity that comes to the ballpark and bring joy bring satisfaction, bring fun uh, to uh, the fans in the area, in the community. And guess what? We're going to be playing good baseball. And that's the bottom line is that we play good baseball. You could get this thing going tomorrow, huh? I could have got it going an hour ago.
0: <laughs> get a field going. Let's, let's rock this let's thing. Let's rock this thing. That's right. All right, buddy. Hey, have great holidays. Merry Christmas. And next time we talk to you, we'll be at spring training.
1: That's right. You have a great holiday and Merry Christmas to everyone out there and their families.
0: The great Wash right here on A's Cast Lot. Sam Fole! Huh? And former A's outfielder. We were just talking off the air that A's are everywhere right now in big positions in baseball. Yeah. Craig Breslow, <laughs> Stephen Vote. Great to see Wash at 71. Yeah get the opportunity, but, uh, man, you guys are everywhere.
3: I guess so. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, it speaks to, um, you know, uh, sometimes I don't think, you know, that your experiences as a player get enough credit for what, what, what sort of like, I don't know, almost educational experience that can be. So you're around guys like David and Billy and the whole, the whole group there. I think you, you can't help but learn a little bit, even if it's just by osmosis. So I think it does, it, it's not by accident. I think a lot of the things that they've done really well over the last couple of decades, you know sort of trickle down to the player level so I don't think it's a complete fluke that guys like Modi are, are you know excelling and uh, accelerating so so rapidly well the bay
0: area has been big for you in, in your career in a lot of different ways college pro
3: yeah love love the bay area it's been a lot of good time out there um, it was definitely a culture shock for me I grew up in New Hampshire and uh, <laughs> um, in many ways uh, in most ways it was yeah. it was a step up you know particularly with respect to weather and, you know, all, all the, uh, the, the lifestyle that, that, I mean, I remember going out to my recruiting trip to, to Stanford in like, oh man, November and it's, you know, 75 degrees and the football team is beaten up on San Jose state. And I'm like, this is great. I, I can't go anywhere, but here. And yeah. every, I think the, before the college baseball restrictions, uh, existed in terms of when you could start your season, or the first college game I ever played was January twenty first. It was at uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, and it was you know like seventy degrees, and I'm like, oceans this is right not... there. Oh, man. I'm like, <laughs> this is not New Hampshire anymore. So, uh, a lot of great memories from from a long time ago.
0: Yeah. Are you surprised at all? Not a lot of whole, not a lot of action. A uh, hot, a lot of hot chicken. Not a lot of hot action here at the winter meetings.
3: <laughs> yeah, I guess not shocked. I mean, there's there's definitely some big big dominoes to fall and that's typically how things operate so um yeah it, although everybody you talk to this week is just going holy cow this is the slowest winter meetings I can remember and I, I haven't you know I don't have a great uh sort of experience a great long extensive history coming to the winter meetings but certainly in my short time period it's been um been pretty dry pretty dry but you know minor league and major league rule five is around the corner so once those dominoes How fall, excited are you for that? Yeah, well, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> and maybe it doesn't get all the headlines, but. Uh, we're going to go pick by pick. Yeah, yeah we're really, yeah, yeah. we really can't wait. Well, it's fun. Hey, Ryan Noda was a good, good pickup for Mark the A's. Mark Hanna
0: was a great Rule yeah, 5. Yeah, that's right.
3: Yep, yeah. Long history of A's uh, Rule fives. Nate Fryman, too, I think. Uh, was,
0: Nate, was Nate a Rule 5 Maybe,
3: guy? maybe not. I think he was. Let me double check. I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> uh, what were,
0: like, for you right now, what do you think are your guys' needs
3: well we feel really good about the group that we have right now we we're r- really fortunate to be able to bring Aaron Nola back and that yeah. was a, a, a big plane to land and we're, we're just you know I just love Aaron to death I think he really uh really wanted to be back in a Phillies uniform and just really excited to be able to make that happen he makes us better it's he's just a workhorse that there just aren't it's probably not a better workhorse in the game and has shown the ability to pitch in big moments in the playoffs and a big part of what we did in the last couple of years to push through the playoffs at, at a you know really uh high level so i think you know we can we can get better we can get better on the margins um but but you know for for all intents and purposes we're bringing back most of what we what, what got us to the uh, nlcs last year and you know so a lot of big big pieces of the the 22 world series team too world hey. series attendee in that winter
0: and you gave your manager an extension
3: yeah, excited about that, too. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, Thompson's is such an uh, understated person, but he's such, it, it's funny, in a lot of ways, like Aaron Nola, you know, they lead by example. They don't seek out the spotlight, but Tom sets such a good environment in the clubhouse and lets, lets guys be themselves. Because um, you've
0: got some massive personalities in that we clubhouse. Do, <laughs> we do, but they gel.
3: They really gel, and, yeah. and I think um, you see it, you know, whether it's in person or through the TV. We have a lot of fun on the field, but we we respect the game and I think play it play it the right way, play with the right amount of focus, embrace those those big moments, and uh, you know I think not every manager can can facilitate that, and I think he does a great job of you know letting our players lead, um, but also being able to have those difficult conversations when needed.
0: You know, when you have a star player, how big is it when that guy is all in? You know, because I dealt for years with Barry Bonds, and it was just so, it was so it was just at times so odd and it was rough and it was just prickly. And as we, you know, we all giants and Barry bonds, it just is what it, but you got a guy who's all in. What is it like with Bryce Harper? You know, he's all in all Philly. The town loves it. Blue collar, hard nose, just as a leader, as a guy, man, he'll that Tommy, John fine. I'm coming back. I want to play. I want to, I mean, he, he, he's all in. How much does that mean for your franchise that the guy that you're paying the big dollars to, He's an all-in, follow-me kind of guy.
3: Well, it was clear from the beginning. He signed a 13-year deal. He was committed to the franchise. He was committed to the city. He immersed himself right away and became a, a, a Philadelphia Philly day one. And uh, I think he's bought into what we're doing organizationally. And uh, like you talk about wanting the moment, living up to the moment. He truly is driven by winning World Series championships. And when those big opportunities come in the postseason and during the regular season, you don't want anybody up, anybody up more than him. And, and uh, yeah, guys feed off his energy. Uh, he's committed, he's as focused as anybody. The work ethic like day in and day out, he's not resting on any laurels. There's just a ton of, there's such focus in him. And uh, yeah, we're, we're fortunate. He's, he's a great guy to build around.
0: And the bottom line, your division is no joke. <laughs>
3: it's a tough division you know the uh braves are just going to continue to be the braves they're they're you know we we won 87 games in 22. we won 90 games last year we feel like we're pointed in the right direction but we still finished 14 games behind the braves both years so we have a lot of work to do and they're they're just they're um, the real force so we, we want to win that division you know the, the marlins are only going to get better the Nats have some young up-and-coming talent you know the the Mets are certainly going to bounce back from last year, and um, under the new regime, I think they've got a obviously a bright future there too. So uh, we've got a work cut out for us, no doubt. Um, but but we like where we're at.
0: I just got to tell you, it, it's been a lot. This winter meetings has been a lot of fun. I mean, the past you know San Diego, the past couple of times has been great. But just the fact that there's so many of you guys that I covered. That are now in these positions of front office and managers, and you know Bob Melvin was here yesterday. So it's just like it's a lot of fun to see all uh, the, the group through all the years, really having success post career. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun. And congratulations, you're you're doing a hell of a no, job. I appreciate it.
3: Yeah, no, it's always good to connect with you guys. A lot of great memories playing in Oakland, and um, yeah, you know, wish wish you guys nothing but the best.
0: Are you like fired up for this Rule Five? Do you have like the name, like you know, or do you have like a couple names that you're like?
3: <laughs> Only time will tell. I, we, we did we did a lot of good homework on, on literally both the minor league and major league phase. So, yeah, you know, like I joke, we joke about it, but it's uh, it's a cool process. We've got a lot of people that spend a lot of time on it, so excited to see what happens here.
0: Well, David Force was just here. Cody gave him three names, three names that he really researched, and then he got off the air and went, no. <laughs> so we're picking first, and you couldn't even come close.
3: No, but I, I found out who it is. Okay. So well, I do know we, who the guy we is. We know who it is, but you weren't even close. I so so. did the research to find out who it was. Well, there's a lot of players out there, so it's, it's not easy. It's not easy to find
0: Thank one. you very much. Continue yeah, success. We'll talk to me. you during
3: the season. Sounds Happy great. holidays. All right, you too.
0: That was awesome. Hooking up with these three guys in Nashville at the winter meetings. We want to thank Dave Stewart, Ron Washington, and Sam Fold. And thank you for listening to A's Unfiltered. Now back to A's Cast Powered